<laughs> Sorry. Well, that was fine. Hello, Jimmy. What's that? So well, that was fun. Listen to you tuning your guitar for five minutes. Hey, but I finally got to get tuned. I'm like this piece of shit telecaster. Not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. <laughs> Told you I was going. Stop. You're done. Dark territory. Bing ding 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 ding. Ordering in Wonderland. Wonderland. No, what oh, I do? This oh, is going okay, swimmingly. Oop, nope, wrong one. You need sorry. to tune your iPad? <laughs> Hello, this is Baker Company FO. What? You've wrecked some rice patties, you've knocked down a grove of palm trees. What we're trying to figure out is if there's something in your religion that says you're not supposed to send a shell into a cave. How's that? Yeah, we can bypass it. Well, look, all you've done so far is ruined some real estate and kept some Japs awake. Anybody back there figure out how long it takes the enemy to die of insomnia? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Okay, well, keep in touch. So nice. dejected. <laughs> is that it? Well, there's an... Uh, let me see. I thought there'd be Rod's intro there. Oh no! Why would there be? He he doesn't do his intros until halfway through this episodes now. Oh, of course, he interrupts the most dramatic scene. Just so you know what's going on, even though we're almost done. Anyway, uh, welcome to LAW Twilight Zone review. Uh, blah blah blah. Uh, I'm Phoenix West. Who cares? I'm Franklin. I'm Franklin. Excuse the fuck. We're today's episode. Uh, it's episode eighty-eight, episode three fifteen of the Twilight Zone. Quality of mercy. And it's a doozy. It's a great title. I'll give him that. It's like, uh, it reminds me of that 007 movie, like Quantum of Solace. Yeah, where it was like a cool title, but it sucked just as much. It was about like someone stealing like a water supply. Or you want to have a, a monopoly on the water supply in like a South, was a South American town or who gives a shit? Like, don't, you don't need a movie for that. You just need to research <laughs> Nestle. Yeah. <laughs> Now we get a Nintendo 7. Where are they some assholes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this episode I have very very minimal notes for uh this episode and then the next one as well. I just wasn't into them. I don't know. Why exactly? Like were you just in the right not frame of mind or they just didn't grab you like the others do? Or is it you're so desensitized to things after the last four episodes we've done where you're just like uh i guess they're not as bad as what i've been used to probably either frame of mind or the fact that they do not move from one location well some would say they totally move uh oh yeah yeah you're right yeah but if i throw in a hat or put on some oh. racist Asian makeup. It doesn't mean I moved. <laughs> now, I watched this. I watched The Quality of Mercy here about three times. And um, I was trying to see if his, if his Japanese was racist or if he really had some sort of like half Japanese, half Texan, like hybrid that they, <laughs> that, that they employed as an actor. And wow, the 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 makeup people and the actor himself with his horrible accent of how Japanese people sound when they talk is about the most racist Japanese thing I've ever seen yet on this uh, 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 episode on the, on the Twilight Zone. And oh boy, are we in it for a doozy come five. And I didn't think this was going to even come close to it, but this one could go in a straight up nine round boxing match with the encounter, dude. <laughs> this one, this one doesn't bother me because they, I know, I know oh, what you're hey, saying. The encounter don't bother me either. They could have went a, 
This I don't think this is the racist version of doing a Japanese person. That's like hoi toi ha, and then like the, the stupid buck teeth and the big glasses. <laughs> like that would oh, be ridiculous. What is the yeah, that would have been something. He he keeps it. They did it as subtle as they could. Here's a better idea where you don't look like a horrible racist. Just use a different actor. Use a Japanese actor and be like, whoa, we would get it immediately. You know what made it worse is they did, except for the main character. Yeah. That's what set him apart from all the rest. If all the rest of them were doing the same Japity Japster impression with the makeup too, it wouldn't have been as jarring maybe. No, I think that would have been horrible. <laughs> or better, this falls right on the borderline of, uh, you didn't work, and it's borderline racist as hell to do this. It's almost like, it, it's our generation blackface at this point. Yeah, the, here's another idea. Instead of, if you don't want to do the first idea with a swap out with a Japanese actor, just have him speak English like he regularly does. But then have that shot where you see from, from their perspective where he looks Asian. And that's when you put the Asian guy in there. With just for those or, shots. It's just a soul with eyes. Why couldn't he just be a total different Japanese guy acting like he was the same guy? They couldn't have gone that far. I don't even know what that meant. Right? Well, okay. The, okay, so Lou, Lou, Lieutenant Shit for Dick Fuck, whatever his name was. That's an unfortunate name. That's a long name to put on your... Uh... Your jacket there. Ah, uh, you know, Lieutenant, I got a hot on for some death. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's pretty much who he was. Lieutenant Cattell. Uh, what? Lieutenant Cattell. Was that, his, was that his name in this? Yeah, he's Lieutenant Cattell and Lieutenant Yamuri. Okay. Well, not for nothing, but this was the... You see more of Rod's... Um, not only past and what he went through in the war, but what he really thought of his commanding officers during the said war. Yeah. I mean, wow, Rod. I mean, how do you really feel about, how'd you really feel back then, buddy? <laughs> I mean, do I, if I were to interview Rod Serling after watching off at 156, the one question I would need not ask is what did you think about the war? <laughs> Don't need to. I got plenty of content material to pull from where I can read between the lines and kind of guess. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, it's like I would never sit down with Sir Mix a lot and be like, do you like the big butts? Because you cannot lie? Because you're under oath, so I know you can't lie. So fond of him? I don't know, just curious. You, you don't Look, have to. He, he's already answered it. You know, he just looks at you and goes, you other brothers can't deny. I think he uh, protests too much. I don't know why he has to make a whole song about it. Then state that you cannot lie about it. Sounds a little guilty and like he's, maybe he's not really that into it, you know? I don't know. Well, when he got this thing with itty bitty race to waste and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. <laughs> I wonder what he means by sprung. Well, sprung is what happens when your um, your anaconda don't want none, son. Yeah, it's it's what happens. Unless you got buns, yeah, hun. <laughs> and uh, I, I love dissecting the song <laughs> like it's fucking Shakespeare. You you did an entire American to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> Sure. And halfway through it, I'm I'm like, and the way you did it, I'm like, is he doing Fresh Prince of Bel? Is he is he literally doing Fresh Prince of Bel Air right now? And for a good minute, the way you did it was so just. I, I'm like, if anything, he's a really good actor because I didn't even catch on for half a half. And I'm and I'm from Philadelphia, born and raised on the <laughs> playgrounds where I spent a lot of my days, honestly. That was maybe the first idea for a video I had was to do a like dramatic like straight to the camera reading of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air as if it were my real life story like breaking down. I thought it was. I was like, <laughs> "Did you really?" I I have the same. I can relate. Oh, it's a song. 
<laughs> the only part I regret about that is I wish I had it memorized more because there's some lyrics that I didn't like. I I use the extended version. Well, that just screwed me up because there was a few there. I'm like, where do you get that from? That's not part of the song. Yeah, it's so a, that's what screwed me up. It worked actually. It worked for your benefit because it wasn't word for word the song, but it was enough. It was line by line the song. I would just use a different. I would I would use it in a sentence instead of saying the, the literally the lyrics. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you know, like, uh, <clears throat> like your adverbs game or whatever you came up with. It's kind of like that, but you use song lyrics. My adverbs game. I don't oh. know what it's called. You know, <laughs> adjective, noun, verb. Okay. You know, my my giant fail. One of my biggest giant fails called me out on a bullshit thing that I've said in history of us doing shows together. Oh, no? I see. I see what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> so talking about yeah. That. The biggest dick thing. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta have it of doing that. By the way, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta mind my p's and q's with you sometimes, what? because like, because I'll spit out some bullshit sometimes. Like I don't, I hardly ever embellish or just make some shit up, but sometimes I do. <laughs> I'm aware. I know. Usually I can that, tell, but I let you go, or I'll at the, the next day I'll be like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, <laughs> most of the time it's like. I mean, okay. Uh, every every Friday at eight, I, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. Uh, I I'm, I always go on YouTube, and it's called Citadel of Trivia, where okay, it's a lot of Game of Thrones shit, but they do other shit too, right? Like geology, biology, whatever. And it's set up like Jeopardy, you know. And we all jump in there, and I'm never serious, you know what I mean? I'm either screwing with the with the two or three hosts that are that are doing it at the time, or you know whatever question they comes out, I'll I'll just make up some stupid, dumb, funny answer to it. But uh, yeah, it's I, I don't know where I was going with that, but it was it's fun. Not sure. I, I, I mean, guess we should talk about oh, this episode. Oh yeah, my, my my yeah my point being is I'm never serious on there ever. Like everything I say is just total bullshit. So I mean you know I get it out of my system there, but every once in a while I'll just like. Just say some random dumb bullshit on on here, or or well, mainly other podcasts, not so much here, but uh, yeah. And then you call me out on it. And I'm like, oh yeah, um, hmm. <laughs> I didn't expect you to do that, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I couldn't tell if you were making it up or if you thought that's how we wanted to do it. And I was like, what the fuck are we? I think I even said that during the bit there. And I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Are you just making this up well, as we go? You got so excited, I didn't want to like <laughs> burst your bubble. So I really, really like tried to come up with it on the spot. But I don't know what adverbs are compared to regular verbs and then nouns and stuff and adjectives. So I, I barely passed English, dude. Honestly, I mean, if I wasn't banging the English, t- I mean, uh, if I wasn't, you know, a football player. Well, Mr. Johnson uh, should have passed you then. No. Anyway, oh, dude, he was so hot. Dude. Yes, he was. Um, let's get to the episode. <laughs> I, I, oh yeah, this piece of shit. We should probably. Oh, yeah, so, what's so Rod probably, have to say? So yeah, okay, yeah. Let's get to Rod's intro. How about that? Yeah, let's get there. Um, by the way, I love how the sergeant talked. Um, he had the worst. I don't know what the fuck accent that was. Was it Boston? And did he grow up in Boston and Virginia at the same time? I'm not sure. Yeah, he grew up in the Boston part of Virginia. The Boston part. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they expect us to go at that frontally, do they? Well, when two airstrikes and an afternoon of lobbing shells doesn't accomplish anything, you better start counting your cartridges. Because we are the bottom of the barrel. I mean, when they can't move an enemy with the big stuff... That's when they call out the queen of battle, the ever-loving infantry. Hell, what do you think? One? More? Less? We got them ringed, according to all the poop they're finished on Okinawa. The trouble with these little bandy-legged buzzards is that, well, they just don't know when to quit. Look at them. They're in there, holed up in that cave, beaten, sick, starved. And yet there's no one in there to tell them that the war's over for them. Guys, all right, followed in by finally Rod. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's August 1945. 
the last grimy pages of a dirty, torn book of war. The place is the Philippine Islands. The men are what's left of a platoon of American infantry whose dulled and tired eyes set deep in dulled and tired faces can now look toward a miracle. That moment when the nightmare appears to be coming to an end. But they've got one more battle to fight. And in a moment, we'll observe that battle. August 1945, Philippine Islands. But in reality, it's high noon in the twilight zone. Oh, God. Terrifying. So, yeah, Philippine Islands. And then, uh, yeah, this is the second episode that we have that's from the Twilight Zone movie. And uh, the movie version's a lot better. You're shitting me. This was the one that they did with the movie? Yeah. I kept thinking, I kept thinking erroneously that it was uh, Death's Head Revisited, but it was this one. Um, and it's a lot more exciting in there. He gets chased by the KKK, and it's fucking hilarious. And but he's like, it's way more racist. But that's the point, you know. And uh, oh yeah, this is yeah, this is racist as shit. No, the movie. Well, then they, then they, you know, they they kept going with the trope then. <laughs> No, the guy drops n bombs and you know fucking Jews and like just goes insane in the movie. It's 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 a piece of art, and then he gets chased by a bunch of KKK members and so on. That's, that's funny. And then the actor died. <laughs> oh, that's that's uplifting. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you you know have bad stunts and a helicopter lands on them. Okay. Okay. Well. Oh, was was that was the quality of mercy is when the helicopter scene? Yeah, oh, I guess that makes sense. The John Landis one, and then him and two children were like decapitated by a fucking helicopter blade. Jesus Christ! Yeah, you're right. Yep. And then uh, I don't I don't not like this episode, but it's I don't know it's good, but it's not it's not amazing or anything. Um, stars Dean Stockwell and Leonard Nimoy. Can't go wrong with that. And uh, yeah, the Dean Stockwell's character comes in. He's a he's a lieutenant. He's there. He's aggressive, super aggressive. And as he quotes, I'm here to kill Japs. We're going to kill Japs. We're going to kill those Japs. That's all I'm here to do. Kill him, kill him, kill him. So there's nothing left. And so on. Are you still there? Yeah. Can you see me? No. Sorry. There there we go. go. <laughs> that was, yeah. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I'm messing with my video camera there. Throw me right. off. <clears throat> Which one was Leonard Nimoy? He's the guy that's sitting there in the beginning. Uh, can't really narrow it down any further than that, actually. <laughs> well, I mean, I have a, cl- a few clips of them. Maybe you could point it out which one it is, okay? So, I mean, yeah, so, um, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off with it, what you were explaining. No, it, the one Dean Stockwell talks to, that's not his his uh, sergeant, was Leonard Nimoy. When I was just sitting there. And it was like, why? We're tired. Why? <laughs> Oh, was he the one with the with, with with you know? We'll we'll do some killing for you, but only ask us to cheer. Yeah, yeah, that was him. Nice, great line, by the way. Yeah, he's all sprawled out. And uh, I noticed there's a lot of echo in the rainforest. Uh, tremendous amount of echo. Very strange. Hmm. Yeah, like like when that jeep rolled up before it plowed into the uh, backdrop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, to, to drop the lieutenant off. Oh boy, was there a lot of echo off of the jeep engine? Or, or it's like, I'm here to kill Japs, 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 Japs. Like, <laughs> well, echo for uh, you know being the wild. Interesting. At, interesting. Like literally, dude. At one point. Um, I, I guess they just didn't care. I don't know, but I saw like someone's shadow against the backdrop at one point. I'm like, this, this is just lazy. They didn't even try. <laughs> it, it's a, it's just a lazy episode. I like the message in it. They just felt like they half-assed it a little bit, and uh, and, it, and like I, they don't exp- like. I don't want to get too far ahead here. Uh, so a new lieutenant, I guess, comes flying up. Pretty much, it's like towards the end of the war. Obviously, if you heard it, August, whatever, 1945. I don't exactly know the exact date. What was it August like 8th? They, or Rod, like that. I thought Rod said in the screen says a little Chiron reads August 5th. And then later on, they say August 6th. And I'm like, what? Now it's the 6th? Okay. I think it was the, the 6th when they dropped the bomb. And the 8th was when they surrendered or something like that. Something like that. I don't know. Um, 
but we'll get there. It is, uh, yeah, here we go. Looks like we'll have to do a little mopping up by ourselves. Sir? I think we'll have to go at it frontally. Just move right in there and wipe them out. Hey, Lieutenant, are you sure you got the right platoon? What about it, Sergeant? Think we can go it alone? Go it alone? Begging the Lieutenant's pardon, sir, but uh, you just inherited a pretty good outfit, but we're not that good. This is infantry, not kamikaze. I told you he had the wrong platoon. I think he's got the wrong army. Your name is what, soldier? My name is Watkins. Andrew J. Watkins. Are you accustomed to talking to an officer lying on your back? Silence. Well, I'm not accustomed to uh, talking to an officer anyway. You see, we lost the last three we had, and there's usually a little space of time. Well, you've been assigned another one. You've got to learn to live with them. We'll start off with a little reminder. When you talk to an officer, you stand up on your two feet. We've been in the line 33 days, Lieutenant. We haven't had much sleep. You have my sympathy, Sergeant. My job is to lead this platoon. I intend to lead it my way. When I tell you boys to jump, you'll jump. When I tell you to stand up on your feet, you'll stand up. When I tell you to head toward that cave... With weapons port and bayonets fixed, that's exactly what you're going to be doing. Begging the lieutenant's pardon. Sergeant? A lot of echo. What are your orders, lieutenant? You asking my opinion, lieutenant? I'm willing to discuss it. Well, chronologically, lieutenant, the first thing you should do is take that gold bar off your helmet. Or take the one off your collar and put it in your pocket. The Josh may be half-beaten, half-starved, but they're not dumb. They're tough and they're shrewd and they got eyes. We lost three platoon officers because they made slight motions of commands with their hands. And that's what the Japs look for. The guy in command. I intended to remove the insignia. Now what about attacking the cave? Are you playing the episode? Well, no. maybe we'll have to do it eventually, but the war is... Literally a minute 30, dude. Time. I say we sit on it the rest of the day and see what some 105s can do. Maybe you're right. But it strikes me we could move in there and wipe them out inside of an hour. Get it close enough in to lob grenades and pulverize them. See, it's like, dude, it's all dialogue to set up what happens to him after he goes jappy. So he learns the lesson that you're getting. So how else am I going to convey that? Yeah, I figured. But literally, like, it's the way they talk. They're just so... One says something in kind of way, and then they pause and wait. And then he says something, and they still pause and wait. Like, that's what he said. Like, the, the episode took forever for nothing to happen. Yeah, yeah. It, like, the whole plot of this is they have a bunch of Japanese soldiers trapped in a cave, and they're kind of just waiting them out. I don't know why... I don't know why that's the whole plan. I, don't, I guess they're just waiting for them. I don't know what the plan is, really. And then it's not like they do either. Just kind of waiting. Well, no, they they have a plan of not wanting to deal with it because they're tired of fighting is yeah. pretty much what the plan is. But this newbie right off of fresh out of West Point, whatever, wants to prove himself. So he's going to take this battered and bruised up company that's had seen too much of this bullshit and use him as his own little, you know, um, I don't know, dick measuring tool at the end of the war, I guess. All it would do is get himself killed because everyone's fucking drained. So it'd be sloppy as shit and they would all die. And but you know it's a good way to when you when you want to stay hidden and, and not know the enemy know where you are is to start screaming at full volume. He just starts screaming after that clip stops. Well he has nothing he doesn't have much to worry about the, the guys hidden inside of a cave without line of sight, you know? So I guess he, they got the upper hand there. Yeah. But uh, as I mean, like it's not dire need. You have to do anything right now, honestly. You know, take pace yourself, buddy. <laughs> yeah, get a little more information. Maybe you know, ask a couple more questions before you start running in there. I don't know. Yeah, th th this guy is just like, all right, I'm here. We're we kill people. Let's go do that now, please. Yeah, and, and then uh, what the fuck happened then? Did it, how did he did he run off on his own? I'm trying to remember how this all went down because I haven't watched this in a week. Well, you know, he he basically he acts like a more of an ass and like, let me see here, um, one two, 
Yeah. In two more instances, he's a he acts like a complete douche. They're shorter. So if you want to hear him, like it gives you a real good indication of how much of an asshole this guy really is. Uh, and how much Rod really thinks of, you know, officers, really. <laughs> Lieutenant, how long have you been out here? What's that got to do with it? Well, not a heck of a lot, I suppose. But you talk like it's a football game, and this is no football game, Lieutenant. It's one long, hard gut ache with a lot of torn-up, mangled guys. And it's going to take a long time for us to forget it. You have to remember, Lieutenant, you haven't been shot at yet. And you haven't shot anybody either. You got out of here ahead of me, Sergeant. I'll concede you that. When it comes to killing Japanese, I think you'll find me a pretty efficient officer. Yeah, you see what I mean? Like, he's just like, oh, I don't care what you're saying. This how, did, that. how does it, how is he an efficient officer killing Japanese if he, has, if he hasn't done it yet? Because he, because he killed a whole lot of, you know, paper uh, Japs back at home. Hmm. I, guess, I guess. And he's got a college degree. And they don't. So, <laughs> makes him better in my book. Makes sense. <laughs> got no arguments there. So, you know, not only him, but then the rest of the platoon gets their licks done. Of course, Rod wouldn't let him go jappy be, before he gets some more, you know, just expletive, you know, beaten down. This one is bloodthirsty. You don't think you'll want us to... Is this Nimoy? No sleep and no guts, which is it? You're tired of killing Japs, is that it? Or have you just got no stomach for it? Echo. Lieutenant. Yep. We're about 24 months up on you. And we've seen enough dead men to last us for the rest of our lives. The rest of our lives, Lieutenant, and then some. Now, you got a big yen to do some killing? Okay. We'll do some killing okay. for you. But don't ask us to stand up and cheer. Yeah, is that Nimoy? No, the beginning was, I think. And we both kind of talked over him. Oh, well, fuck him. I'm not a big Star Trek you know, guy anyway. I don't care. Yep, Star Trek. All that Star shit. Wars, whatever. No. Yeah, Star Trek. I no. was right. You had it right. You just added a yeah. at the end. <laughs> um, well, how the fuck does he get separated from the group? I'm trying to remember. He, does he walk off on his own? Do they all leave because the bomb got dropped? Or was that later? Was that at the no, end? He, he pretty much tells them, you know, we're going in there. And then he drops his um, binoculars. Oh, that's what it was. He was with the group. Okay. Yeah, he drops his binoculars, and when he picks them back up, he's Japanese all of a sudden. And, you know, not to just, you know, switch roles with the two, like he's in the cave or anything. Or, like, it's the same year, month, nothing. Nothing. That, that, that was I had, a couple of my notes on here, my two complaints. Why switch years? It doesn't make any difference. And no. why wouldn't you have him switch with the guys in the cave so he knows what they feel like? Exactly. Which okay, I he came about the same conclusion at the end in a different way, I guess. It just seems like put literally putting your yourself in your enemy's shoes would make sense for, for not what they're a, doing. Not a total one eighty, like if the Japs had the for number one, the Japs never, you know, kind of like tried to invade uh, Americans holding an island, so the whole thing would have never made sense. You know what I mean? Like it was I, always. I do know what you mean by not making sense. Okay, so we invaded the island. Therefore, the Japs would be in like the cave trying to bow us out, right? And undercover, like defensive. You see what I'm saying? So, why would there be Americans hung up in a cave? No, there wouldn't be. He, That's my he... point. So it doesn't make any sense. Okay, oh. okay, okay. You're saying in the reality. I was saying, I thought you were talking about the other thing, like the other way it should be. Yeah, they should have just had him switch with the Japanese people in inside the cave, and, and that would, like I said, in your enemy's shoes. That's exactly what he's there to learn. <laughs> and it, instead, it's four years or what is it? Two years earlier, three years earlier, right? Three, 1942. Yeah, two years and ten months. And then, so it's. A different year, different day, month. I, I, I don't. I don't. I just don't understand. I, Same cave. 
<laughs> yeah, same cave. This cave <laughs> is a, the fucking linchpin for the war. Apparently. <laughs> this, oh, God, it's so fucking stupid. I don't... He turns Japanese. Uh, I really think so. And is this not the same episode as Judgment Night? Oh, God. Judgment Night? Refresh my memory on that. Remember the the German soldier wakes up on the ship he's about to blow up? Oh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we haven't got there yet. We're, we're almost there, actually. No, that's season one. That's like one. Oh, one. damn. You're yeah, right, you're right, early. you're right. I always screw that up. We're, 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 you're, you're talking about the, where he's on the... Yeah, yeah, Captain Lutza. Or no, no, Captain... No, um, is it the submarine captain that keeps torpedoing himself, basically? Yeah, and he's trying to tell everybody who he is. I don't, I'm trying to remember the exact plot, because I didn't really care for that episode. I find it really boring. But... And like the spotlight kept following him around the deck, like dude, dude, yeah. dude. <laughs> so corny. Like a fucking like, stage play. Yeah, like like a fucking U boat spotlight's gonna be following you or your ass around. <laughs> yep, just want to let you know where we are. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, you there? there hey, he one is. guy. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it's the same vibe I, I don't know if it's the same i had to rewatch the episode we'll do that um, when we when we do no, because redux one but it, it's co- it's sort of the same but sort of different because the main character didn't learn anything at the end yeah because at the end of that one the main character was just yeah he was he was still a piece of shit <laughs> didn't change at all it was kind of backwards as the title twice normally goes but whatever well, was any st- was he keep doing it over and over? Is that what it was? Well, yeah, yeah. Like him himself is his his hell would be to. So that's that's his punishment. So, yeah, his but yeah, but his punishment is it, it's weird because after he gets sunk, they go to it's like present day him in the U boat and he learns shit. Nah. Well, one of his. One of his shipmates comes up with the maybe we're this or that, but the guy just laughs off like you're insane. I, I really while, need to and, it. and then start and, and for some reason we're looking at two different timelines going on. I don't know why. It makes no sense why. To be honest, speaking of two different timelines, our main character in this episode is now Japanese. Uh, yes, yes. Let's go. Let's, uh, I have it uh, uh, first um, before you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Those are Americans in the cave? Yes, sir. We figure there are 20 or 30 of them. Most of them wounded. Are you... Are you all right, sir? Where are we? Who are you? Who am I, sir? Sergeant. Who's my cousin? (laughs) Are you all right, Lieutenant? Are you feeling well? Are you pausing enough between your words? I ask you a question. Where are we? Why? Why? Corregidor, sir. You have enough pause in your gums? What? When? (laughs) When, sir? You mean, what is the day's date? May 4th, sir. What? Yeah! May 4th, sir. And pause. Eating a can of tuna? What the fuck's that noise? It's August. August 6th. I humbly ask the lieutenant to forgive me, but I must correct him. The day is May 4th. May 4th when? What year? The year 1942. Is is the lieutenant all right? Perhaps, perhaps a touch of malaria. What did you call me? You called me by a name. Lieutenant Jamuri, sir. I called you Lieutenant Jamuri. I called you by your name, sir. <laughs> Make sure you get that flute in there. Um, yeah, I, I don't think his voice is that bad. He's playing it as subtly as he can without sounding... <laughs> re- he, they're asking a lot of a white actor to be like, hey, you're Japanese now. 
I think I, I honestly don't think he's he's doing that bad. He's he's keeping it very subtle. Not yet. He gets a lot worse. Yeah, but he's not trying to match the other guy, like the actual Japanese guy. The actual Japanese guy really is even hamming up the Jap. He he's probably like an American actor that they he's probably doing more of a voice than, in which case it, the voice can't be racist if it, you know what I mean. <laughs> if he is Japanese, but he's just not actually from Japan. And he's trying to do which, like what he thinks is Japanese, which exactly falls into my my wheelhouse of why bother. I mean, of all the actors of all the Hollywood, or I guess would the land of Hollywood, <laughs> he couldn't find one half Asian descent man, not one. No. Matter of <laughs> fact, isn't Leonard Nimoy half one? I don't know. He he's half like Jewish. He would be. He's what? He's half Jewish. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> Not even a little. You know what? We need a little bit of a... We need, we need to take a step back from the racism, all right? Let's go to commercial break. Rod Serling, creator of The Twilight Zone, will tell you about next week's story after this word from our alternate sponsor. We here at LIW, The Twilight Zone Review, would like to remind you that we've always been racially sensitive. We would never get by on a joke at another race's expense. Never. That is never okay. <laughs> what, what, what is this? Oh. oh, God. Oh, God. I need to stop it. No oh, shit. Oh, God. Oh, there we go. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know how I got that on there. Frank, no, I don't know how that I don't know how that got edited on there. I don't. Know, maybe the sponsors did that. I, oh God, that was supposed to be like. And any chance he can to bring out the guitar. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's, let's we're back. We're done with the racist talk. Uh, uh, Do you need more close-ups of the uh, the the Japanese commander's graveyard of teeth? Yeah, he was very authentic Japanese. That thing was like. They bombed his mouth. <laughs> it was insanity. It was made of wood. It was like uh, someone played a battleship inside his mouth, and you're just guessing where to put teeth. <laughs> like <laughs> A four, B seven. That doesn't fit there. It's going there. It's gonna fit in your fucking mouth wherever I say it is. God. A giant meth head. Yeah. It was. Oh my god. It was terrifying. It was like when you see a shark's mouth. It's not, it's not, it's not a human, it wasn't a human's teeth, like row of teeth. It was, it was, it was something to behold. I want to come up with one more analogy before I'm done, but I don't know if I can. I, I, I keep picturing well, it in my here's, head. Here's the Jeff commander. So you can hear this guy's mouth rattle. And that's all. Perhaps. Perhaps what? Perhaps we can let them surrender. Or perhaps. Oh, or what? Perhaps we can leave them there. Bypass them. Bypass them, Lieutenant. Can't wait for the smack sound. Is that sound. tactical? Oh, is that some sudden nugget of compassion that you have unearthed in your fever? But they are wounded. They can't do us much harm. Neither can they sink a battleship. But nevertheless, we have to destroy them. A reminder, Lieutenant. The identity of the men in the cave. They are Americans. They are enemies. Healthy, wounded, walking or lying, they are the enemy. The Japanese army does not bypass. The Japanese army attacks. The Japanese army wipes out its opponents. But they're wounded. They're wounded and beaten. Lieutenant Jamuri, odd that you should require this reminder. But the comparative health and well-being of the enemy, his comfort or his discomfort, the degree of his anguish or his incapacities have no more bearing on a military action, a tactical move, or a decision of command than the fortunes of an anthill that you step on when we move out to attack. They are the enemy. They are American. If when we enter the cave and they are lying on the ground, I can assure you I will have no more compunction about making them a head shorter than I would stepping on that anthill. But they are men. They are enemy. And this is war. And in war, you kill. You kill. It's so repetitive. You kill until you are ordered to stop killing. You kill until you are ordered to stop killing. No. There it is. <laughs> I love it. 
Oh, I love that slap. Back to the temple. Sergeant Yamazaki, you will handle the first section. Sergeant Hiro, huh? you will take the second section. Lieutenant Ishimoto, yours is the third section. All right, we move out. Oh, okay. That was an assert. <laughs> they are enemy. There is no plural in enemy. <laughs> you kill until there's nothing left to kill. It, it, they, honestly, they repeat the the sergeant there or what the fuck he is repeats the same thing like seven times. It is so repetitive. Did did he literally say if I find them laying on the ground, I'm going to chop their heads off? Did that guy literally say that? He might is that have. What he meant. He said so much, and I kind of just tuned him out. He after said, a while. "Yeah." I, I will have no problem making them a head shorter yeah. if they're laying on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Like this guy is 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 a he's a he's just a mass murderer. He's oh. like a sadist, dude. Like he like there's one thing to be a soldier and have to kill. There's a total another thing for like coming up with more ingenious ways to do it and enjoy it. Yeah, you don't want I mean, his whole point of this, he's supposed to sound ridiculous and like a fucking lunatic, like we're saying, but like, can you imagine like a Saving Pirate Ryan where Tom Hanks' character isn't like a, a school teacher just wants to go home if he was like a fucking sadist? <laughs> and you're just like, what, who am I supposed to feel for here? Yeah, that <laughs> wouldn't work at all. Frank's a What's token. That? No, I'm good. Yep. Um, I mean, yeah, it just wouldn't fit. It's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, the guy's a fucking lunatic. And then uh, he switches back after that little speech there once he realizes, oh, they're doing the same thing. And that's what I sound like. I sound like this lunatic. I wasn't. He wasn't that bad, but he realizes that that's where that leads. So he's like, oh, he, he learned his lesson. And then he comes back, and then they say that the war is over, right? And they get, you know, they pull up a little Jeep again. And it's always... <laughs> Yeah, Yay! and it's like seventeen people going woohoo. Yeah, it sounds like they're Yippee! they get a, a, a snow day at school. <laughs> like, but all like it's everybody giving their 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 own single yippee soundtrack, but they played them all in succession instead of together. It was hysterical sounding. You know, it was weird. Right when I said snow day, I flash back to all eighty five episodes of The Simpsons where it features a snow day. You realize how many fucking episodes of The Simpsons featured around Bart wanting a snow day? No, you know, dude, Simpsons is one of those cartoons I just never watch. I don't know why. You should have. Not anymore. Family Guy was more my, like, this, yeah. But if there was a cartoon where I watched the most after, like, you know, you know what I mean? It would be, yeah, it would be either Aqua Teen Hunger Force or uh, uh, Family Guy. Family Guy's fine. I don't mind it. I, I like it. It's just uh, Simpsons back in the heyday, like seasons two through nine or so, were just genius, and it's done. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, yeah so he goes back, and uh, let me see here. It's um, One last thing before yeah, here you we, play the clip. Oh, go right ahead. I was yeah, going to say, because I started to mention it, the, the car pulls up. <clears throat> they all get in there, and they hit yippies. And, and he pulls out a little phone. I'm like, it's always weird. I, I know they had phones like that, like the the war phones, you know, where it, lo it literally looks like your landline phone when you were growing up. It's always weird for me to see that in a war or in a car or like you remember back in the 50s where they like the cops were good and it was, looks like a, they hold the fucking phone up to their head. And you're like, oh, it's so weird because I can't picture that thing out of the, out of a kitchen. It's so bizarre still. And I know it existed. <laughs> it's just I can't get over it. It's It's my own shortcomings. Really my biggest flaw, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, uh, back back then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The military would have it first, and then they would mass produce it for the home, right? Yeah. There you go. Caught me off guard. It is kind of odd, though. Seeing, uh, see, you know, <laughs> Buford T. Justice, he's on one. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I visited my mom, and then I pulled, I went under her car seat, and I pulled out, and I was like, "You still have the fucking car phone?" It was one of those ones where it had like the zip-up case, and it like the coil, like briefcase. <laughs> No, it was like this little, like uh, like an electric razor, just a little bit bigger than that bag. And uh, the phone had that little coil cord. Oh, yeah, and like, yeah, and it whoop, plugged whoop, into the dash somewhere. buttons in the front. And she's had that yeah. thing since like 1996 or five or something. Just, I'm like, it's why like, do you, you have a cell phone? You've had a cell phone for a decade. What the, why? 
It's like emergencies. You, I'm like, you could you could probably sell that on on eBay for like a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's so old. Yeah, I think she just forgot it was there. Honestly, <laughs> how old the hell? How long has she had her car for? Forty years. Yep, forty years. What is it? <laughs> I, I don't, she she probably just moved it. She's had that car for a while. She's had a couple. I don't know how long she's had that car. Honestly. She might have had that car before she got the cell phone, so that's probably why. I was mad sorry with that. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this is uh, right before uh, Rob's outro, I think, where he's like, oh, my God. But just listen to the background. Hello, what's all this about? They figure the bomb will end the war in a couple of days. They want the units to pull back and see what happens. All right, on your feet, everybody. Let's get ready to move out of here. <laughs> I want to put a Xena. There'll be other caves, other wars, other human beings you can knock off. I hope not. I've learned a lesson. I hope not. Yeah, I learned a lesson. Because I became Jap, and there was nothing worse. Like, Jesus Christ, Rod. <laughs> what a message. I would love it if he just went uh, super racist there. Hold on. I want to do this. I want to add this clip to it. <laughs> just mix in Xena's battle yell <laughs> into that Twilight Zone. <laughs> uh. Uh, just please, just start playing the soundtrack to Last Samurai. No. no. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, hmm. I wonder. That would be good. Uh, yep. I'll put icing on this cake. <laughs> do you, Rod's speech. Did the music when you play it? Does it almost turn into the Star Trek theme? I swear. It's close, dude. It, it was like uh. But the next one, I wanted him to say something so much different. But yeah, this one was wacky. Mercy is not strained. It droppeth as the gentle rain from heaven upon the place beneath. It blesseth him that gives and him that takes. Shakespeare, the merchant of Venice. But applicable to any moment in time. To any group of soldiery, to any nation on the face of the earth. Or as in this case, to the Twilight Zone. Right at the very end, it's fucking Star Trek. Who knows? Maybe they stole from him. Well, I think they're like, hey, Leonard Nimoy's in here. Let's throw in a little, even though Star Trek wasn't a thing yet. But still. I was going to say, like, uh. <laughs> it's not much before. <laughs> Only like five years. No, but it's just odd that he is in this episode and that they fucking clearly put the Star Trek. I don't know how. Maybe. Maybe the guy that made the Star Trek music was like, he watched this episode and he's like, there we go. I'll put Leonard Nimoy's in the show. I'll, I'll use that music. I don't know. It's 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 an amazing coincidence. Well, you know, I mean, uh, now if I was them, I would have put put that into this, to be honest with you. Oh, God damn it. Ah, too loud. Once upon a time in China. Oh, this is China. Never mind. But the flute, yeah. It would have worked if it wasn't. Uh-oh, Ivy too, Brev. That doesn't help. Okay, there we go. Back. All right, fail. The flute. I was going for the flute. Okay, yeah. I didn't think it was going to. was going to start talking already. Um, yeah. Hey, but the tail pie maze is amazing. I don't care. This is a decent episode, I guess. It's not, I don't know. It's yeah, just, uh, let's see what. And now, Mr. Serling. Next week, an excursion into the shadow land of the hereafter. Miss Gladys Cooper and Mr. Robert Redford combined sizable talents Robert. to bring you a script by George Clayton Johnson entitled Nothing in the Dark. The dark in this case being the little nooks, crannies, and closets of those regions presided over by 
Mr. Death, I hope you'll be with us next week for nothing in the dark. Just kind of spoiled it, really. Yeah. Thanks, Rod. The episode spoils it. The Rod's intro to that episode spoils it. Everything in the episode spoils it. So when it comes around, you're like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I knew that. Okay. I can't wait to do it because there's something every time Rod talks where I just wanted him to say something, but he just never did. And I. So sad. Stay tuned to this show to find out what Frank's talking about. Can't wait. That's that's right. And panel may pie may is amazing. Kill Bill too. Yep. So what would you give this episode in, uh, on? I um, I give yeah. it a six. Yeah, I'll give it a six point zero. That's a six. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. Thanks for wasting right. our time. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, where can they find you there, Phoenix? Um, when I do, uh, I was thinking, I was going to explain. When I do IMDb ratings, because I rate everything I've ever watched, uh, six is where I start liking it. Anything below six is where I don't like it. But six is like, I liked it. I didn't love it. I did not like it. So six is like that. And then everything after that is like different, you know, varying levels of how much I liked it. But yeah, six, it's... Yeah, I don't know. LIWstudios.com. Lloyd21Land at gmail.com. You can write us. And Lloyd21Land on YouTube. Yep. LIW, the TZ Review, Twitter. Indeed. Where can we find you? Uh, it's double link easy on link. Yeah, uh, on Twitter. And RedDragonsRadio.com. Worst next show. Oh, boy. You sounded like that uh, the sergeant there when he pulled up in the Jeep and he's I, he was mumbling so much I couldn't quite hear him. Until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Clementine Link Show. See you later, citizens. Ming 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 ming. Bong. <laughs> I just had the gong set up for it. That'd be funny. Mm-hmm. I'm still recording. Say something funny. So I was looking in the mirror the other.